Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode of The I'm a Gun Show is brought to you in collaboration with Number 7. Hello, hi, and welcome to a special episode of the podcast where I'm going to be chatting to Dr. Mike Bell, the head of science research for Boots and Number 7, about their latest skincare launch, the Advanced Retinol 1.5% Complex Night Concentrate. Now, earlier this year, back in May, in in actual fact, Number 7 launched this anti-aging nighttime concentrate. And in just a few months, it's gone on to be their number one selling product on Boots.com. Why is it so popular? Well... The breakthrough formula delivers the transformative benefits of retinol, but with minimal irritation. So when the Advanced Retinol 1.5% Complex Night Concentrate launched, the waiting list made Boots history by generating a staggering 100,040 signups in just 10 days. And to put that into context, that's the most signups for a single product on the Boots website ever in-brand history and it's already been named the breakthrough skincare product of the year and as I said is the number one selling product on Boots. It's also available now if you're listening to this it's available in store now. So in this episode Dr Mike explains how the formulation came to be and how he and his team have created something that delivers all the benefits of retinol but with minimal side effects. He also explains the complex within the formula that ensures maximum efficacy, as well as who can use it, how to use it, and how to adapt your other skincare around it. I've actually been using this retinol for quite a few months now. I was really lucky to get an early sample, and I've been really impressed that the claims, delivering a good quality, effective retinol with minimal irritation, have been completely met by my experience of using it. For that reason, I really enjoyed finding finding out um, how Dr. Mike Bell and his team perfected this formula and made a gold standard active skincare ingredient even easier to incorporate into your own skincare regime. All the links to the product and where you can find it will be in the show notes, but without any further ado, please join me in welcoming Dr. Mike Bell, Head of Science Research for Number 7 and Boots, onto The Emma Gunn Show. Dr. Mike Bell, welcome to The Emma Gunn Show. How are you? I'm really well. Thank you for inviting me, Emma. Really excited to be with you today. Do you know, I can never get enough of talking about retinol. And we've just been having a little chat before we hit record about how important it is to really understand how to use retinol. Because even though I like to think I'm relatively savvy, if I speak to somebody like you, and just to clarify, you are head of science science research for Number 7 and Boots, if I speak to someone like you, which I'm very privileged to be able to do in my job, I will always learn something new. <laughs> well, I hope so, Emma. But as you say, you're very savvy. So the, the idea here is to try and educate as much as possible, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think what's happened is, uh, well, first of all, uh, Boots have, number seven, have this new product, this uh, Advanced Retinol 1.5% Complex. And listeners, I have been using it for... I actually was got a sneaky preview sample before lockdown, so I feel very lucky. 
And uh, you can't see this, listeners, but I'm brandishing a very well-used tube at my computer so that uh, Dr. Mike Bell can see it on the computer screen. But I really like it. I really like it for lots of reasons. So I thought this was a really nice opportunity to talk about the role of retinol, what it can do, the benefits, and also really how to use it. And actually why I think a lot of entry-level users would be really interested in this particular formula. So can we talk about retinol as a gold standard skincare ingredient? And would you mind, Mike, explaining how it works on the skin and the benefits somebody can see from using it? And if you wouldn't mind addressing the short-term benefits and also the long-term benefits, because I feel like um, it's quite good to manage expectations. No, absolutely. So I guess in terms of retinol, retinol is a form of vitamin A. And vitamin A is really important for just the overall performance and functioning of the skin. So the skin has a natural process and a way of dealing with vitamin A that it uses. And and retinol is a form that it naturally uses in the skin. Now, we also know, of course, that retinoic acid that's been around now as the gold standard dermatologist prescribed treatment for sun damaged skin. So facial aging, for example, and actually... There's no doubt about it. Dermatologists, even 30 years later, would still recommend that as the benchmark standard. But it is a drug. So retinol is the next best thing. Now, retinol actually, when it's taken into the skin, is converted into retinoic acid in order for it to do its doing. And I mean, I guess the the easiest analogy I have is that I think of the skin as a little bit like a smartphone. And with age, it kind of gets a bit glitchy. It's a bit damaged and it doesn't perform at its best and it gets very frustrating. And so what retinol is able to do, it actually works at the programming level to iron out these glitches and make sure that skin is able to perform at its absolute best. And because of that, it has multiple benefits. It doesn't just work on one end benefit, works on a whole reap of benefits because it's actually working at the the functioning of the skin level. Now, you mentioned about short-term and long-term effects. Well, short-term, because retinol is very effective at thickening the epidermis, so the top layers of the skin, and it also improves the renewal process, so the skin turnover process, in the short-term, it has really profound effects on complexion, radiance, uh, improving radiant skin, um, healthy-looking skin, pores refined, things like that that are to do with more surface effects. And then over time, these kind of rejuvenating cosmetic effects happen because retinol need can start to support collagen production, for example, in the skin. But it takes time for the biology to do that. And so after months, we can start to see clinical results for, you know, clinical age-defying results as well. It's re- it really is. When, I, when you really start to dig down into retinol, you just think, and I have said this many times on this podcast, but my biggest skincare regret is that I started using it at 39, not 29. And I know, and I think that some people think they have to have quite, you know, they have to have aged age concerns, aging concerns and signs of aging before they start using it. But, but actually, because of the complexion benefits that you can get, you know, we kind of recommend that in your late 20s, early 30s, you can start using retinol and start to see the benefits because... Mm-hmm. Complexion does change, skin does get rougher, and you do start to get more imperfections in your late 20s, early 30s, especially if you're somebody who's used to lots of sun exposure without necessarily sun protection. So, yeah, absolutely, you can use it, use it younger. 
And you mentioned something there, which I have to pick up on because it's something I've seen in the Facebook group for the show, where people saying that retinol thins the skin. And I've gone in and said, <clears throat> excuse me, I think you'll find that it actually thickens. Um, but people, but I guess the assumption is that it's thin the skin because of sensitivity. So actually, it is, it's, a, it's a bit confusing because the epidermis, it actually thickens the epidermis. And the epidermis, the living part of the skin that's responsible for barrier function and just making your skin look as it does, um, that um, in age thins. So actually, the thickening, it changes it optically, makes it look very different. The outer layer of the skin, though, in age, it gets a bit frayed and it gets a little bit loose and the skin cells kind of, they're not, they don't adhere very well. And it's that outer layer, that very thin outer layer that's about as thin as a piece of paper. That layer is responsible for your barrier. And that actually, with retinol, compacts. It becomes stronger and a better integrity. So the epidermis thickens and that really small outer layer actually compacts and becomes firmer and stronger. There you go. I'm glad that we ironed that out. I like the way you talk about the, these layers of the skin, Mike. I'm so excited. <laughs> Can you tell there's a skincare geek in the room? So we've talked about what it does, but I think one of the other things that becomes very confusing is percentages and concentration and, and that kind of thing. So we know that percentage slash concentration is an important factor in retinol's efficacy. So how much retinol does number seven advanced retinol 1.5% complex night concentrate contain and what impact will that have on the skin? So what's really important, so you're absolutely right, the concentration of retinol is really important to know what that is. So there's 0.3% retinol in our number seven new product. That's a really effective concentration. So it might sound small, but in the world of retinol, it's really effective. And just to give you a guide, Retinoic acid, the drug tretinoin, is used at 0.025% and is really effective. So 0.3% is a very effective concentration. Now, it's Could we possibly at that point, would you mind just explaining, because it's a metabolic pathway, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So you've got retinoic acid as it, at its purest form, I guess. That's right, yeah. Evan. So what you have is, the, the way I think about it, three main classes of retinoids or vitamin A. You have your retinal derivatives like retinal palmitate that we have in all our age-defined skincare because it's really gentle and mild and it's really stable, but it's not as effective because it's further away from retinoic acid. The retinal palmitate or pro-retinol, as we call it, gets turned into retinol. Retinol is inherently very unstable, can be irritating as well, unless managed properly. And then retinol gets turned into retinoic acid that's the drug form, but it's the used form in the skin. So that's the pathway that you've got. So if you are saying you've got 0.3% retinol, you're talking about it's still punchy. It's very punchy. Oh, it is punchy. <laughs> but I think it's fair to say, it's really important to say that the more the retinol you have, not necessarily the better for your skin. And I think what we try to work out is there's, there's lots products coming out in the market that have higher and higher concentrations, pushing 1% retinol and beyond. And what we wanted to do, rather than just pick out a number, we wanted to do it by scientific design and try and understand what is almost the sweet spot from a concentration point of view that delivers the really great efficacy, so performance for the skin, without the trade-offs of irritation that we know accompany retinol. 
And so for that, what we had to do there is we had to actually do two types of studies. We had to do lots of consumer trials where people, women take home retinol at different concentrations and they try it in their, on their skin as part of their beauty regimes. And they tell us how well tolerated um, their skin was. And then what you have is the science studies at Manchester University, our key partners, research collaborators, where we look and see what's happening inside the skin. So we take biopsies of the skin when they've been exposed to different concentrations of retinol and we see what's happening. Now, when we do that, we find that the sweet spot, so what delivers great efficacy with minimal irritation was 0.3%. So lots of studies, and we published that research as well, led us to that concentration. So it's really important because we need to be able to deliver retinol responsibly to our consumers. And it's really important that we've done the science to show this is a really effective concentration, but will be well tolerated by the majority as long as they follow the rules. <laughs> well, we'll talk about the rules in a minute. Yes. But um, uh, listeners will know I've worked as a beauty journalist for nearly 20 years. So I've worked with Boots and Number 7 many times. I've uh, been through many product launches with them. And it really is something that you touched on there is uh, how do we put something efficient and efficacious into the hands of our consumer in a way that will present minimal issues, whether it be a reaction or not being able or being able to use it well. And so one of the things that really struck me about the formula is this. So it's a 0.3% retinol, which we know is effective, but on the packaging, it says 1.5% complex. And I was a bit confused by that uh, when I first saw it because I didn't, because I thought it could imply 1.5% retinol. However, what I've now come to understand is it, it, it's furthering that idea or, or the the sort of goal of, of number seven and boots to make sure that whatever you give people will have the best results, but also not irritate, not cause any issues. And so that complex is really about well, not buffering, but maximizing the impact with the least amount of irritation from what I understand. So would you mind explaining that 1.5%? But actually not all retinols are created equally. And, you know, for us, we why one of the questions we've had is why didn't we, develop a product with retinol many years ago. And it's because we've been waiting for the form of retinol, the type of retinol to be available that will allow us to, to firstly, it to be remain stable because we know that it's inherently unstable. Um, and secondly, be able to be delivered into the skin in an effective and well-tolerated way. Now, the form of retinol that we've got is encapsulated. So what that means is, is at the core, right at the center, of this, um, if you like, formula, you have your retinol and it's surrounded by a natural polymer called inulin. And that basically protects it, it cocoons it and makes sure that it remains protected from the air, from light, from heat that normally would break it down. And so that's really important. And secondly, it kind of liberates it into the skin when it goes onto the skin. So it makes sure it doesn't stay at the surface and can go nicely and beautifully into the skin and be absorbed. So the 1.5% contains that cocooning, protecting uh, polymer. And it also importantly contains something called bezabolol, which your listeners may know about because bezabolol is the active component of chamomile extract. So it's also there to help with the any irritation and sensitivity that consumers might feel. Um, so that's what your 1.5% is made up of. It's got your retinol at its core. It's co cocooned by this polymer. And then you've got the bezabolol to minimize irritation as well. 
but 0.3% retinol. That's what's in, you know, key. So just out of curiosity, if you have got this amazing cocoon, is there scope for you to have a 0.5% retinol at the centre of that? Or am I getting ahead of myself, Mike? <laughs> well, I think what we find from our research in Manchester is that there is a kind of diminishing returns as you go above 0.3%. So there is scope, certainly for some consumers, to get faster and better benefits at higher concentrations. But at the moment, what we've shown is not at the expense of tolerance and sensitivity issues. You know, when we were testing 1% retinol originally, we had almost 25% of people dropped out of the trials because of irritation that they couldn't manage and get through. So, you know, what's, of course, some people will be able to tolerate it. But what's really important for us in number seven is that we've got a formulation. We're introducing people to retinol and they can pretty much generally manage it really well without with minimal irritation and get all the benefits, get that retinal potential um, for their skin. It's like I said to you, Mike, before we started recording, I've been using it for a little while and I have zero compunction about saying to somebody, if you are starting out, try this, because I've been using it and I think it really delivers. But there is zero payoff for using it. I, I haven't had any irritation. I mean, I've got a slightly strong skin, but... I was retinized, but I, I do feel that I would feel incredibly confident for somebody who was a little bit nervous and anxious, as I was. The first time I ever used retinol, I couldn't get to sleep because I thought I better stay awake just in case I start, you know, tingling. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, Emma. I think that, and you've just said it, you, you've kind of, your skin's been retinized. So it means it's it's tolerate, tolerates retinol. It's adapted to retinol usage because you, you've used retinol for, for years. Um, for those who haven't used retinol, um, then actually it is really important to treat it cautiously, um, to ramp up carefully. Um, you know, what we do is we recommend probably using it, remember, at night. So only use it at night because it can increase sensitivity to sun. But using it twice a week, not on consecutive days to begin with. And then ramping up slowly, listening to your own skin, because you'll have a very individual response to retinol. And then by four to six weeks, you may be able to get to nightly use. If you don't manage it, that's still fine. You still get the benefits from retinol. So I think that, and even if you have used retinol before, you don't necessarily know what concentration of retinol you've been using. So it is advisable on this formulation to start slowly and then ramp up according to what your skin says and tells you it needs. Yeah, that's the thing. And you do have to really pay attention to your skin when you're using it. It's sort of, you know, those few extra seconds in the mirror in the morning. Um, now, we know about the 0.3, we know about the cocoon, which I like very much, but there's also Matrixyl 3000 plus in this formula. And I keep hearing about this. Uh, it's, it's one of these things that's been around for a while, but I, I have to admit, I, I have to admit to a black hole in my knowledge, I don't actually fully understand what Matrixyl 3000 plus does. So would you mind explaining and also its function in this formula? No, absolutely. And Matrixyl 3000 plus is one of my favourite technologies, of course, because it's all over number seven, age-defined <laughs> thing. Yeah. But um, Matrixyl 3000 plus is a combination of three peptides. And peptides are really important because actually they act as signalling molecules in the skin. And what happens in skin aging is that things like collagen, they break down in the skin and they create little fragments. And those fragments act as like alarm signals to skin cells around them. And the skin cells see the broken fragments of collagen, for example, and they go, oh my goodness, 
we need to create more quality collagen because there's lots of breakdown fragments around. And so they produce more collagen. So what Matrixel 3000 Plus is, it mimics these breakdown fragments in the skin to basically kick those skin cells into thinking there's loads of damage, and so they'll create more repair. That's how Matrixel 3000 Plus works. And, you know, it is our most powerful peptide blend. We, of course, have it, as I said, across all our age-defying serums and skincare. And actually, peptides was what made Protect and Perfect and Number 7 famous all those years ago. Mm. Because what we demonstrated with Manchester University was in the skin, you have these springy springs, these little springs, and think of your skin as a mattress, and underneath you've got these springs, and these springs break down very early on in the aging process, and they're responsible for skin's elasticity and keeping it wrinkle-free. So when they break down in your 20s and 30s, I'm afraid, um, that then unfortunately is linked to degeneration of lines and wrinkles. And what we showed um, back in 2007 with Protect and Perfect is that it could help support and recover these springs in the skin. And that's what Matrixel 3000 Plus does. So it's a... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ports these natural elastic springs helping skin to have smoother and um, reduce the appearance of lines and wrinkles. See, I always say when uh, I'm, whenever I'm asked about my approach to skincare, I, my two fre most frequently used words are delay and potentially reverse. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's really true for this. And, and, you know, unfortunately, the springs that I've just talked about, they're really sensitive to sun. And we know that. And, and so, you know, in your 20s, they, we've shown that they can start to break down because of the sun exposure you've had. So it kind of links in with the story of the importance of, you know, daily sun protection, um, five-star UVA protection, or making sure you've got the best um, broad spectrum UVA protection is really important as well. Yes, well said. And especially when you're using <laughs> as well. Yes. Um, now, uh, We've talked about the benefits of using retinol in the short and long term, but obviously this is a, a, a complex formulation. So is there a difference or what might be the expectation for someone using this in terms of short term and long term results? And this is if you're actually using the, um, the complex, the night concentrate. So, I mean, I think, you know, what, what I've just described, this combination of Matrixel 3000 plus and retinol, I mean, in a way, they're, they're the perfect partners for each other. Um, because of the springs that are supported by the peptides and then collagen and the 
epidermis and the renewal from the, the retinol complex. So what you what the consumers will and people will start to feel is they'll start to see those radiance benefits and complexion benefits. So pores do become more refined, less visible, because again, it's something that can be um, improved just by improving the cell turnover and skin turnover. May I ask you a question about pores, please? Yes, of course you can. Because pores aren't doors. They don't open and close like um, sea anemones. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so when one describes pores become refined, what does, what does that actually mean? Because it's not about the pore size shrinking, is it? No, not really. The, the, the pores become more visible because they get sebum in them, for example, and they plug. And, and actually in age, they can become more enlarged because what you have at the base of a pore is collagen. And the collagen, when it gets lost, actually means that the pores become a little bit loose and flaccid. And so they stretch open more. So pores become more visible in age. And in younger, younger skin, pores are more visible just because they become plugged with sebum and that expands them. So, so actually retinol is really good for um, reducing oil production, for example. I mean, for many years, retinoic acid is still used for um, acne, for example. And since the 1960s, and it's only because people on long-term acne treatments so long-term tretinoin, um, they realized that their lines and the lines and wrinkles got better. Um, the, they suddenly realized, actually, it, it probably is really good for photo-age skin and, and aging as well. So we know that retinol is effective at reducing oil production um, and reducing shine. And as a result of its collagen effects as well, you can see how pores would be refined in the short term. Um, made less visible and in the long term as well. So pore refining, texture, texture much smoother as well. Um, as mentioned, radiance and luminosity that you get with your skin. So these are the kinds of short-term effects that um, you'd, you'd experience. And then, as I said, longer term, you start to see the supporting of the structural elements of the skin, supporting collagen, supporting these springs that result in lines and wrinkle improvements in appearance, evenness of skin tone, pigmentary um, changes as well, so it re reducing um, dark spots, the appearance of dark spots. So it really is pretty much a kind of 360 um, rejuvenation in terms of appearance and the cosmetic benefits that you can achieve. Do you mind me asking about sensitivity? And I'll tell you this story. Uh, as I was using retinol last summer, I um, was using it on my neck and I struggled quite a lot with um, irritation there. Is there a difference between how the skin responds on the face and the neck? Because actually, as soon as you said then about springiness, I'm like, oh, God, I need to address my model. But I'm too scared to put retinol on it. But is it, am I able to? Or is there, should I expect a difference in reaction on that skin? Um, it's very common to get a difference in reaction, yes. And certainly in our trials, we found that on the decolletage and the neck, you tended to get a higher rate of irritation. And our explanation for that and working with dermatologists is that the, the neck and decolletage is less sebum rich and sebum. So the oily layer that the skin produces, it's a protective layer. And so actually, maybe it's not surprising if it is naturally drier that you're going to get more sensitivity potentially. So it doesn't mean you can't use it on the on the neck and the decolletage. But I think you've got to do cor it cautiously. And I'd start with the face. I wouldn't use on the neck and deck first. Um, and just test it out. Test it on a patch of skin, for example, on your neck and neck first. Um, but yes, I'd expect maybe some more sensitivity in, in some people, definitely. 
Okay, that's good to know. So you can always, uh, if you are uh, incorporating this two nights a week and you do want to address your neck, maybe it can just be one night a week and you maybe incorporate it slightly at a uh, lower frequency. Absolutely. Um, okay, that's good to know. Thank you. You made me understand where I was going wrong last summer. <laughs> um, what for you, I know you've explained the component parts of it, but what for you, because I know that you obviously... Uh, incredibly involved in creating these formulas. What makes this formula stand out? What makes what makes you happy to see this out on the shelves, knowing people are using it? Well, really, I think that the first thing is of the, the amount of scientific evidence we put behind it. I mean, I, and I think you know that that's something that's really important for us on number seven anyway. You know, I said there's lots of retinol products out there, um, and it, therefore it's really important that we do retinol responsibly um, to our consumers, and so. The work we've done with Manchester University, who are who are world leaders in skin aging and skin health, and they've been working with um, retinoic acid and retinoids for um, they've been working with retinoids and retinoic acid for probably 30 years. So very best well placed to be able to study the effects of retinol skin. So that combined with all the work we did to understand the impact of concentrations on our consumer's skin as well, I think it's made it really important that it's science by design. So it's been scientifically designed at that concentration. So I think that makes it very different. I think the fact that it's got an advanced retinol, an advanced form of retinol, that cocoons Protect retinol. I know you like that. Protects retinol and making sure that we're delivering really great efficacy to the skin, but also minimizing that irritation is important. And then I think thirdly, that combination with Matrixol 3000 Plus, you know, that's a unique point for number seven with that peptide technology being very much across all our age defying skincare and proven as well. So, you know, I think that's what stands out for me. And, you know, I didn't, we didn't do this. Um, just willy-nilly putting retinol on the market you know it's it's very much a case of having done many years of research to get it right um, um, for consumers well it's as you say you could have done this years ago but it was about taking the time to get the right formula no absolutely i'm waiting for there to be a, a form of retinol that was around that allowed us to do that as well Okay, so we've talked about the guts, what's in the bottle, what it can do for you. But please, can we talk about usage? Because this is still where it can be so confusing. So based on everything we've said, I'm sure there are most excellent listeners out there who are thinking, right, okay, I've either never tried it and I want to try it or I tried it and I wasn't sure. So I might go and go back. So who should be using it? And when should you start to incorporate retinol into your skincare? So I think, you know, it's, it's absolutely fine to incorporate retinol into your regime in your sort of mid to late 20s. When you might start to feel that your skin has become rougher, um, it has some imperfections, might not be as even in skin tone as well, might be a bit duller. So that's absolutely fine. And then from then on, we've got no indication that your age in any way is linked to sensitivity, for example, or lack of effectiveness. So you can continue to use it um, as you know up until uh, up until um, much older. Um, firstly, it's really important that it's nighttime only, so that's key. So don't use it in the day; just use it at nighttime, and that's because of the increased sun sensitivity that you'll get with such an effective concentration. And then it's really important that you apply it first, because in order to get the best result, you need to put your retinol closest to your skin so that it can be absorbed quickly, not be retarded by anything else that would delay that 
um, penetration into the skin. So that's really important. Let it dry. Uh, it might take only five minutes and then you can apply your serums and then you can apply your moisturizer over the top. So that's really important. Don't make sure that in the day you use sun protection. So at the moment, I mean, it's sweltering and the UV index is incredible. It's the highest it would be in this country. Um, so you need to use minimum SPF 15, but I would go up probably SPF 30 at least at the moment. But generally SPF 15 minimum would be fine and just applied in the right way in the day. So even if you're not using retinol the night before, so use, use your day, day cream with, with SPF protection, broad spectrum um, every day. Um, that's really important. And then a few other tips. Don't use peels in combination with retinol. People make that mistake because they try and just all these great technologies they try and put together. So while your skin is adapting to retinol, I just would not be using peels. Um, glycolic acid, lactic acid, avoid um, because they will also, by the way that they increase that um, desquamation, as we call it, so increasing the turnover of skin, it can leave your skin more exposed or sensitive to the sun. So combine that with a really effective retinol concentration and you kind of, well, potentially you're, you're increasing the risk of irritation. And then exfoliating scrubs, for example, again, um, I wouldn't be using harsh exfoliating scrubs with, with retinol. And for people who haven't used retinol before, they might not know that. So mm. a few simple rules to follow. And then absolutely, um, you can deliver great results, minimum irritation, but you've got to try and follow the rules, I'd say. <laughs> and also, Mike, for the benefit of our most excellent listeners, it's not just people who might not know that. It's me, who I confess before we started recording, that I sort of lost track of what, uh, when I was using my retinol and then decided to use quite a harsh exfoliant. And I had a Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone moment <laughs> where, I, where I whimpered into the mirror and had to wash my face with ice cold water because I had not been paying attention and there was definitely an irritation. Um, so yes, you, we've talked about the irritation and the fact that it can be something that can put people off or they may have had an irritation before and they may think, oh, actually I don't, retinol and I don't get on. Is that likely? I know some people just probably won't get on with a particular topic of ingredient, but if someone's had a reaction to one thing, will they have a reaction to another? Well, not necessarily. I mean, it's all dependent on what retinol they were using before, what concentration they were using, what type of formula they were using. it. And as I said, it makes a huge amount of difference because not all retinols are created equal. They're not all the same. And often you don't quite know what concentration you've been using. So um, just because you had a reaction before doesn't mean that you'll have a reaction this time. I think that it's also important that it's not risk free that even if you follow the rules, you don't get any irritational sensitivity because what we believe is really important is the strength of that barrier. And we know your skin barrier is affected by all sorts of things. So if you have a very stressful time, um, as we all have done in, in COVID lockdown, or you, for example, had sleepless nights because of the heat for, for, <laughs> for a number of nights, this can affect your skin and it can affect your skin barrier. So there may be times, even, even if you think that you're, you're, you're absolutely fine and tolerate it very well, where your skin may go through a fluctuation and may be more sensitive to your retinol. And when that happens, if it happens, you just slow down. You slow down your usage, go back from, let's say, four or five times a week to two or three times a week and just ramp up again slowly. If your skin becomes broken or really irritated, so 
you know, it's, it's, it's got a, a wound, for example, or the barrier's really compromised, it's really sore, then stop using it. Stop using it for a week or two until your skin recovers, and then you can start again. So it's really true, and, and, and dermatologists really understand this with retinoids, that you have to get through this sort of tolerance, and your skin will adapt if you persevere, and you, and you do it carefully, and you listen to your skin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've all, I mean, I've definitely in the different retinols I've used, I've definitely had different reactions. Um, and you just, you just have to adapt and as you say, pay attention. But as I also say, I have not had that with this, but I have had the brightening. I've definitely seen my skin look brighter. I've definitely noticed the benefits from using it consistently. So it's been a nice way of kind of using something that I normally feel like I have to pay a lot of attention and just kind of trusting in the formula, which has definitely been the case. Um, And I know you've talked about SPF, but let's just hammer that point home. If you're using retinol in the evening, your daytime skincare regime should include an SPF. It absolutely should do. Um, And, you know, we'd always advise a broad spectrum. So that means um, UVA protection as well. Mm -hmm. So available with with boots number seven we call it five star uva protection but basically that's broad spectrum uva protection really important because as i said you know it does make the surface more sensitive because it's renewed it's increasing renewal and it just means that you're going to have to make sure your skin barrier is is as protected as possible while especially while you adapt and start using retinol for the first time it's like a cocoon cocooning your skin in the daytime by making sure it's protected (laughs) absolutely and you know what we know from our studies is actually if you minimize the irritation and you get much better tolerance actually women see and feel much better benefits as a result so actually reducing the irritation kind of it gets in the way basically it gets in the way of the benefits that you can see without a doubt interesting and now finally if someone is uh, in a state of mind where they want to use retinol, they may also be thinking about other uh, anti-aging procedures. And I'm thinking about injectables, whether that be an injectable to like like Botox or filler or anything like that. So is that the kind of thing, if someone's listening to this and they think, well, I already go and I have my injectables, can they use retinol in conjunction? Is there any, are there any contraindications or clashes? Um, not really, no. I mean, the, the main thing is if they've had a procedure and their skin is left a bit compromised by that, so it's sore, for example, I wouldn't be using retinol until it's healed. And I think that's, that's the key, is that you need to have a good barrier. Your skin needs to be free from discomfort in that way. Let your skin heal. And then retinol is fine and actually would be a really good companion product for getting your overall holistic benefits that you want um so so yes it's it's absolutely a perfect companion but just make sure that your skin's recovered from whatever you've had first yes uh yeah if there's any sensitivity or uh downtime just leave retinol for a couple of days and then introduce it back in this has been so educational and so interesting thank you so much dr mike bell it is um, you are known amongst the beauty crew as being a mine of information and I'm sure listeners can agree that's exactly what you are. So thank you so, so much for all of your insights about this. It's making me want to, even though it's morning, it's making me want to put my retinol on and go to sleep. 
No, you're really welcome, Emma. Thank you for inviting me. I mean, I, I love talking about skin, retinol, anything. So it's been an absolute pleasure. I just want to leave you almost with this, this thought that, you know, we've talked a lot about retinal effectiveness and irritation and sensitivity. There's nothing to be frightened about with retinol. And it's all about just understanding what you're putting on your skin and making sure that there's science behind it, there's proof behind it, and that the formula has been created to minimize any kind of irritation or tolerance issues. And, you know, I hope that's what we've certainly done with number seven. So hope your listeners go out and buy it. <laughs> and please feedback, feedback on, on, you know, how their skin is responding to it. Yeah, I'm really interested to hear from people actually because of my own personal reaction because I feel like I could recommend it. I now want everybody to let me know how they got on with it. <laughs> um, thank you so much, listeners. The links to everything, Dr. Mike Bell, the product, everything that we've discussed will be in the show notes. But Dr. Mike Bell, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Emma. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.